0: everybody welcome to the calgary bros football podcast this is uncle cb here we've got victor speck on the other side what's up guys today we are going to be covering some football for you but uh before we uh start doing that um we've got uh some news obviously as you know uh, one of the news that shocks the world the death of an icon diego uh, armando maradona um you know, I, uh, personally, I, you know, I don't really have too much to say for me. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't the kind of guy that I, you know, I would really associate myself with. And, um, when I talk about, uh, in, in terms of, uh, a person, but as an icon, football icon and what he's brought into the football, uh, sport, he was a genius. So, um, you know, rest in peace. Uh but uh for Victor Speck, Victor Speck is uh, actually a fan of Argentina. Go figure. This guy's a fan of every team out there. Exactly. So um, yeah, so he uh uh you know, Victor Spec, you know, what's uh, what are you saying, man?
1: Man, honestly, it was it was a sad news. But I kinda saw it coming because of because uh, of he ha- he just had brain surgery like uh what was it a couple weeks to a month ago and then after that it was like i i just i i kind of felt that i i knew it was going to happen but uh yes this man is this man is a legend i am an argentina supporter um i wouldn't say like they're like my favorite my favorite team to support but diego maradona was one of the guys who actually got me to like really love football um the way the guy plays um just magical just absolutely magical I've never seen any player in the world up till today have a touch like this guy like like if you if you if you go and you know, see some of his uh his um really popular videos like uh his warm up in the UEFA cup semifinals and just see how he was just he would, he would trap the ball he would lift it up and it didn't take anything he just did it so swiftly you know what I mean so smooth. It's a shame, you know, um that he had to go but rest in peace to the legend, you know, he will he will he's gone but you know that legacy will never be forgotten. It will always be out there in our hearts and all these players minds because I'm pretty sure Diego's touched every single one of them, right? Um but yeah, rest in peace. Yeah.
0: Rest in peace, man. Um, All right. So we're going to start off today. Um, uh, We are going to be chatting about uh, United and Chelsea. So uh, starting back, uh, first of all, with uh, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea had their game earlier in the the day, I think on Tuesday. Um, And uh, so they played against Rennes. Looks like the 1-2-1. One, one. Um, I, I was watching that game a little bit, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't finish the whole thing. I kind of watched, and then it was 1-1. One, one. I kind of left because I had other things to do. I was working at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, then I tuned back in, and it was 2-1. So, um, yeah, what happened, man? Do you tell us what uh, what happened in the game?
1: Uh, pretty much um game started good. We had the possession. Um, we were kind of running things in the in the beginning of the game and we scored, we scored pretty early. I think it was like 20 some, 30 minutes around there. Um, Mm -hmm. but then once again, not bearing our chances, put us in a precarious position. Um, Timo, I've, I've been saying this, you know, like I'm still really, really like, I still really, no matter how many goals Timo scored so far, I'm still keeping an eye on him, bro. You know what I mean? Like, um, he had an open netter and he couldn't, he couldn't finish it. Yes. The ball kind of bounced. So it's a bit harder to kind of like finish, uh, finish it off. But like, bro, like pretty sure you've, you, you've practiced situations like that and training where the ball will be flying and then it it, it bounced, but you still able to control it. Right. Um, hmm. We had, we had chances. We just needed to bury it. We didn't bury it. And then we found ourselves in a, in a, in a tough situation in the 85th minute when, um, one of the Rens player headed off a corner. Um, Rens was actually playing us. They were actually playing us pretty good. Like they were putting pressure on, pressure on, pressure. Edward Mendy was amazing. Um, saves after saves after saves. But then that one corner, he just couldn't save it. And it, it, uh, another thing that's like really um, what I really noticed was when Tommy Abraham got taken off. Right, is when the goal got scored because. Um, Prior to that, Tommy Abraham will be coming back in the defense, and he will be helping out in the in the defensive sides of uh, of set pieces, right? Hmm. So um, having him go off the pitch and then having other people come in, we didn't have that height that we needed to to cover the ball or to or to um, stop anything from really happening. Tommy had been spectacular, heading balls out all freaking night he almost felt like he was uh um a defender <laughs> but yeah. uh but yeah so when Tommy went off then they scored that header but then uh here comes Oliver Giroud from Hakim year sends this ball and Timo should have buried this once again Timo hits this ball and it hits the goalkeeper and then right after that the ball is bouncing it's just a really awkward bounce and Giroud just straight up heads it into the top corner in the middle and there we go. It's a goal, and two one. Chelsea walk away with uh with this one. But Rennes put us under immense pressure. I think they had like ten corners, and Chelsea had like two or three. Um, wow. Yeah, they were they were really on it. They were just they wanted they 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 were thinking set pieces, set pieces, set pieces. From what I was seeing, it was like they were waiting to get fouled, or they were looking for corners. And then um, as soon as they got that one corner, and Tommy wasn't there. Boom, time to strike, right? Um Mason Mount's uh assist in the beginning to Hudson O'Doy. Thank God Hudson O'Doy finished that off. Now we can see if he can he can get a start against uh Tottenham Hotspur, but we shall see. Um Mason Mount was really my favorite, my 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 player of the game in this match for sure. The way he was just winning balls and his energy and how he was controlling, plus the assist... He was just – he was spectacular for sure. Timo needs to work on that finishing because I've seen – I've seen um, a few times now, a few times he's missed open netters and even the easiest one that didn't – that the ball didn't bounce. So, hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. No, uh, you know, I think um, Timo is uh, uh pretty – he's a pretty phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't – uh, th- these misses I'm not too worried about. I've seen Ronaldo miss open net, you know, opportunities. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of things with a lot of athletes, and I think that um, it's very easy for us to come out here and say, oh, yeah, this is the second time he's done it. There might have been some difficulty, and I get it. But at the end of the day, these players are just human. I think that, you know, the level that they, or the standard that they've set for themselves Um, and the level, the money that's being poured into the Premier League um, makes us kind of, how do I put it? Uh, It uh, it desensitizes us to the human effects of what will happen if a ball changes direction or it doesn't land properly for him or just, in fact, just lack of concentration. So whenever I see those things, I'm not really too pressed against – or to to upset when a player makes a mistake is only when they consistently do it over and over and over again, then you're like, well, then you're not the class and quality of this team. But for me, I'll be honest with you, man, Werner in um, Chelsea, okay, like that guy, he's, he's you guys' guy, man. Like, yeah, he's missing opportunities, but he's Mr. Reliable. You don't see him getting injuries. He can play on the left wing. He can play as a striker. He can play on the right wing or not left wing, but left forward striker right forward um so you guys got a phenomenal player there that i know people make fun some people some some united fans that i've seen trying to banter uh, you guys have called him like the um you know the the chelsea or the german sorry german shane long and Mm i and i laugh you know but shane long is also a very good worker he's a very good athlete he just doesn't know how to finish and great opportunities for himself to finish timo warren on the other hand He's a level above a, a lot of uh, the players in the Premier League, I think. So mm-hmm. um, that that's not something I would say you guys should be worried about. I think you guys. I just, have
1: think, it. I just think this has happened like four times. Like it's something that needs to be watched, and I think just Timo just needs to just start finishing more because um, mm-hmm. that's like we're gonna need it in the in the in the game against Tottenham on Sunday. We are going to need it, right? We can't. He can't do that because. Mourinho, one chance, that's it. So.
0: Yeah. All right. One chance, that's it, guys. Um, so the good thing is at least you guys have qualified for the uh the, you know second round. So um all about, you guys in the, all
1: about getting that top spot now. Yeah. You guys in the next game spot. against Sevilla. So that's where we should probably get that done. But Sevilla has no slack, right? So we yeah. shall shall be a very good game too to watch.
0: Yeah. yeah. All righty, man. All right. So, we we'll jump over to Manchester United uh, just because, uh, you know, want to push things here today. we got some other games that we want to cover. Uh, but most uh, for us in United, man, that game, uh, 4-1, I think, you know, for me, um, Ole's starting to find some sort of, like, consistency in this very inconsistent team.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, looking at uh, the result four one. I mean, last week we played uh, West Brom was one nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's inter- interesting enough. Um, I actually um, had paid more attention to this game than I sh- I think I should have. Yeah, watching the West Brom game, I didn't really pay too much attention. I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's more of the same with United. You don't ever you never know where you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game, if I I actually watched it a little bit more attentively. Um and watching the way we set up when with Van der Beek in the middle uh with Fred Um and uh what you call it. Um oh geez, one of those guys, uh, Bruno. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the the midfield for me was set up to contain possession, like you know, control the tempo, yeah. control how the game was gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um and when you have those you have Fred working super hard, you have Van der Beek Uh, who's just a master passer of the football. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you got Bruno, who's just a crazy risk-taker, man. Like, it's just such a perfect match. Um, But it was against Istanbul, Basak-Shahir. And I I think the one key thing that people shouldn't get carried away is um, this team, Istanbul, if they were in the Premier League, most likely they're going to be, I don't know, maybe bottom Bottom uh, half team, mm-hmm. uh, just because they just uh, they, they don't they don't strike me as a very good team. I think they got super lucky against us in uh, uh, in Istanbul. So um, the, the 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 performance from the team was decent. It was good. I would say Bruno obviously was a standout. I, I I sent a message to the guys on our chat and I said, look, if we don't have Bruno, we're gonna be a relegation father team, man. Like I I'm gonna be honest, man. If that guy wasn't here, mm-hmm. we be stuck in the relegation zone, yeah. um, you know, and I don't think Oli will be able to coach his way out of that, but Oli has such a talented player in his hands, or mm-hmm. at least a guy who is um, a risk taker, but consistently good at taking the right type of risks. You know, that yeah. shot that he took, not a high percentage shot, but boom, you know, he took it well, stro- stroke it, confidence to like smash that. Mm-hmm. And then his second goal just being in the right position, you know, finding his way through and, you know, uh, 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 scoring that guy is just, he is, he is Mr. Mr. United right now, in my opinion. So um, I think that, uh, you know, and, and, and the weird thing that I find is, you know, the amount of hate he gets and I get it from other fans because other fans, they see a guy. You touch him. You know he dives all over the pitch, and I'll be honest, he dies. Bruno freaking dies. I'm not gonna sit here and like be like, oh yeah, he doesn't die. He he draws contact. He dives all over the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, he, takes, he takes those. He he does. He does. He he does everything to win for Manchester United, which you know I just I just have not seen that in any of our players since Fergie left. Mm-hmm. You know or I want to take that since RVP. RVP was one of those players that did everything to make sure that United won. So Bruno is, Bruno is amazing, man. I love this dude. Uh, Van de Beek, too, as well. I like him, but I'm going to say one quick thing. I don't think this guy is going to be playing um, against Southampton um, just because the way he's good to technical passes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching him. I, I look at his physical game. He runs up to guys and he bounces off them like he's – He's like fly paper. He's not a strong body dude. Like he hasn't. He, I feel like he needs to spend more time in the gym. Yeah. Um, obviously, at Ajax. When you're playing in Ajax, you look at Hakim Ziyech. Hakim Ziyech is like a twig, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so these guys are, like, are that way because they're built to be very technical, move the ball quick, mm-hmm. don't indicate too much contact. But in a league where there's a lot of contact. I think he's going to get worked. And against Southampton, I think this is the main reason why Ole hasn't been playing him, yeah. is the fact that if you put him in the game, in the Premier League, guys will be bodying him like crazy. So yeah. I think he needs to do some bulk work, get his legs up, get his legs strength going, yeah. um, and then that way you have a better opportunity to you know, get more game time in the Premier League. And I think you should get more game time because I think he's a phenomenal player.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, it's up to Oli, and it's up to Oli on how he wants to coach this team to where he wants to take him to. Like if he if he wants a heavy possession team, he has the players for that. Mm-hmm. You know, if he wants a high attacking wing play team, wing wing play team, he doesn't quite have that. The only person I'll say that really patrols that wings well maybe is Luke Shaw and Alex Tellis, and they're both on the left side. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, on the right side. We've got nothing. So um, I think only with the players he has, he needs to learn how to – or he needs to adapt his coaching style yep. to more of a possession-based coaching mm-hmm. um, and utilize all the plethora of midfielders he has. Like, just use them because that's his strength. But anyway, so far we won the game. Happy with that, man. I want to see us like – you know, I, I, I you know, I was happy with that. That was a really good result. I want to see us um, – you know, replicate that performance against Southampton. Mm-hmm. It will be a lot more difficult. Uh, it would be a lot more tougher, but I want to see us do that. So we'll see how things go. We'll see how things go. Yeah, man. All right. Um, we're going to jump over to the next piece, bro. We're going to jump over to uh, uh, Inter... Real, this game was the game that I actually wanted to watch, man. I'm sorry, I know United game was on, but no, you I know I watched that game too. Yeah, the the Tuesday games for me were like nothing compared to that game because this game had a lot of you know repercussions. If you, if any team lost, this is basically almost like a knockout for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's a path. There's a path for the, both of them to still come back, but it's gonna be tough. Yeah. So. Real Interman,
1: what do you think of that game, bro? Yeah, that game was really really good. Like the the they were really tactically well set up. Um I could see I definitely thought Real was going to win. Um so I bet on Real. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I knew I knew this was the game. If there was a game for Hazard to come and, and and put his stamp on, it was this game. Like this is where he needed to do it. And he did just that. Um uh, with the with the amount of shots that he pro- provided, the amount of passes, the key passes, I cannot believe that uh, that Mendy did not finish that ball that Hazard gave him. Like my goodness, that was right on the plate for you, bro. Just put it in the net, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Hazard has got the penalty had the, got the penalty earlier, scored it. Um, just ran he just ran into Raggedy. And then um it got to it got to a point where Inter was coming back and then Arturo Vidal and his hot headed, you know, the South American uh way. They just mm-hmm. they just lose their minds and he just he gets that he gets a second yellow because he's arguing with the ref, bro. He squared up yeah. to him. Like, what are you doing, bro? The first yellow didn't teach you a lesson, you have to go for the second, man? Yeah. And then
0: I, honestly, I'm gonna say one thing though. Anthony Taylor did mm-hmm. this uh while the game was going on. Anthony Taylor is one of the worst Premier League referees, man. Oh, yeah, like half now. Oh, this okay. guy is terrible. Absolutely. He's a bad, bad referee. The same foul that was called. Against um Inter, yeah, was the same thing that happened to Aturo. Look, look, I get it, Arturo should not have squared up to the referee, like, I absolutely get it. He should have been carded for that and descent of that level, yeah. You can't be doing that at this at, at that high level of uh, 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 yeah, of football, yeah. But uh, Anthony Taylor clearly, clearly must have, must have had like you know, uh, I don't even want to call it he blindfolds on man. This guy literally the exact same thing that happened on the other side. He didn't even do anything. He, he, uh, uh, what they call it. Um, uh, uh, you know, he turned a blind eye to the same thing. And then Arturo is an idiot on his own. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Arturo is not a smart dude. Yeah. Um, And he has that Chile thing. I I don't know if anybody remembers like the Chile um, in Canada. The under like twenty, I think under twenty one or something. Canada World Cup or some shit like that, where like you know Chile got into a fight in Toronto and it was crazy. But anyway, um, the the Chileans they they just love fighting. Like that's who they are, right? They will fight, but they're happy. So uh, Aturo, in my eyes because of the, the injustice that he saw from Anthony Taylor, mm-hmm. he, he in his head, he just saw red. He was like, I'm going to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. You know? For me? If that was my squad, man, and this guy started, like, you can't do this in the league. But if this guy started squaring up and, like, almost beating up Anthony, I would have joined him, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how bad I felt for, you know, the, the Anthony Taylor's, like, you know, refereeing. He was yeah. that... Freaking bad! He's a horrible referee, horrible referee. Yeah. He should never, he should be removed from Champions League games, and he should never referee Champions League game
1: again. That's how bad he is. But anyway, you carry on. <laughs> um, I think honestly, if uh, if they're gonna say that, there's also VAR. VAR could check that, right? So yeah, um, it's not just Anthony Taylor. There's a loads of a bunch of shitty ass refs that are out there. Um, yeah, but. Whatever. Uh, the game continued. Then it, it became. Um, actually, uh, Inter had some chances too to score. Um, yeah. But Real's. Real. Uh, Thibaut Cotwell was on some shit for sure. He was definitely. He was just doing things. You know, the ball would come up and he would run up and he just. He was just sweeping it. He was sweeping everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it became even harder to score Inter with the, with the 10 man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it became so highly compact. Um, Yeah. It became so highly compact. And then it came – all of a sudden, Rodrigo's coming in. And they're taking out Mariano Diaz in the second half. And then um, Rodrigo comes from nowhere. Not even one minute uh, since he got in, (laughs) just Lucas Vasquez sends that ball over the top, far post, and boom, Rodrigo. (laughs) And yeah. that's, 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 that's the story 2 zero Inter
0: um, in, in my, uh, uh In my opinion, actually, like they knew, like they knew how important that win or loss was. Like they knew if they lose this, that's it for them, Brian. Right? Yeah. Like, so they were doing everything, everything to like, you know, stop, uh, uh, to stop uh, Real or to even get it, you know, get a goal. Yeah. So they really pushed hard, and um, you know, I, 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 I look at this Inter team. I, I'm not really like I don't really like them per se. Yeah. I, I call them a bunch of United rejects. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And people try, to, you know, that's that's what they are. Like you know, you have Lukaku, uh, what they call that other dude, Ashley Young, um, Alexis Sanchez on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, these are. United rejects that, you know, joined the Italian league. And um, part of me, I watch them because I kind of, I love, I've loved Alexis Sanchez. He's always been my boy um, back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Since his days in Udinese. So I try to watch it, you know, for that. And even prior to like, you know, I want to see how all these boys are doing, right? Mm -hmm. In Italy, bro, I watch Italian league almost, this season has been crazy. It's like an eye opener. I've been watching them. Like nonstop, right? Yeah. And in Italy, their football is like people say it's slower. I don't think it's that slow, like people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. But it is not as intense as like when you when you feel the Premier League heat. Yeah. You know, when you're on when, when you're on a Premier League pitch, it feels like you're watching war. Like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and the intensity is just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I have. A- and I think Inter can match that. I think they can match that to an extent. They were able to match it with 10 players. They were able to do it with just 10 dudes. Yeah. But I think that the difference is when you now start getting to the higher level of the Champions League, you start playing against a team like Real... Where if you make any mistake against them, they will punish you, mm-hmm. and that's what ended up happening in this game. Real didn't even have to play too great; they didn't even play, play that good. No, you know they were playing okay, no. but they weren't playing that good. This was kind of like a replica of the previous uh, match yeah. in, in uh, Spain, and um, they did not play. That they mean they, they, it was kind of like a tug of war back and forth. Mm-hmm. It, it was Matheus Vidal's uh, error that was the difference, you know, in this game. Yeah. So if he was still on that pitch, man, I'm telling you, man, it would have been a lot more, you know, crazy than we see. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, can they elevate their level? Yeah. You know what I mean? Can they, and can they maintain their cool? Because like that's what talking about?
1: Yeah, huh? they look like they're Stalin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, how can you be a Conte team, drive your intensity, but also be cool? Yeah. I'm an intense athlete. I'm intense with my matches, mm-hmm. but, as, but but be cool under the pressure. And that's where Real, like, with experience. These guys, Real Madrid, have, Zana Zana have won three, you know, uh, Champions League back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Mm-hmm. His team understands experience. Okay. Yeah. The game is going like this. Oh, they touched my leg in the penalty box. I take a dive. You know, the referee calls it, even though that was a blatant dive. I should you know, I should have called that in my opinion, but he calls it. Okay. We go through the motions. We keep it cool. We keep it tidy, you know? And it's also the same thing that when you look back at the game against Borussia, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, they played them. Yeah. Same thing. They were down. They looked like they were down and out for the count. Mm-hmm. Next minute, they... Then next minute they're coming back. Yeah. The game against Shakhtar, they were surprised. Everybody was like, oh, my God, what just happened to us? On mm-hmm. the next minute, oh, here we are again, back again. Yeah. You know, they lost the game, but at least, like, you can see them coming back. Yeah. So this just shows you, like, the levels in the Champions League. It's not child's play, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, like, serious business. Like, you people need to be, like, on their game 24-7, you know, like – want uh, 24-7, for the whole 90 minutes. They need to be on their game, right? Mm-hmm. So, Inter just keeps... They don't know how to get over the line, and this is... I mean, this is Conte's, like, what, second, third season? Yeah. And he doesn't, seem to, he doesn't seem to be able to take this team over the edge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, we're looking at the Italian league, and they're lagging behind um, Juventus, yeah. and AC Milan is leading. Shouldn't that be Inter that's leading? Because you need... You need a big lead, because be- yeah, exactly. You need a, you have a good team. You should you need a big lead because Juventus when they start getting into their groove, yeah, they, a lot of people are not going to be up there. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it frustrates me to see this Conte team, and I, I just I I mean I, I enjoy watching them, even though like um, uh, they're not the team I support or anything, but I just enjoy you know, touching base, seeing what's going on in Inter Milan, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how intense that group is. They have good players, experienced players on their team. They have some good youthful players. But then to see them not being capable of going over the line Mm -hmm. and you've not only seen this now in the Champions League, you've seen this also in the Italian League. It's like, man, you know, Mm -hmm. this is another thing I'm going to tell you. Everybody brings up this whole thing about Lukaku. Lukaku is a phenomenal striker. Please don't get it wrong. I, I, I know I, I always have to get into arguments with other fans about this stuff. Yeah, he is not he is not a bad striker. He's a good good striker. Mm-hmm. But when you need when you need something from you know your guys, you know what I mean, your top dogs. You know how Ronaldo, they'll be down one guy. Yeah, all you do throw the ball up in a weird spot. Goal, yeah. you know what I mean. When you when you need those type of players that would just give you that little oomph, you yeah. know, yeah. he's not there, right? Yeah. He's not there. So I think like uh, uh, you know there needs to be people who can take take the lead on and uh, not not necessarily like go anything crazy, but just do that little bit, do that little bit of nasty and get yourself into the into the area. Um uh, and maybe even get a penalty or maybe even get a shot off that's gonna go like you know top corner or bottom corner or just scrambled ball like something you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Conte needs Conte, Conte needs to find himself too. That's another thing too. So is we'll, this, see, we'll see.
1: Is this the second season or third now?
0: I don't. I can't remember. I think this might be his third. Is it? I think this might be his third. Yeah. I can't remember now, man.
1: I know he got eliminated in group stage last year. But yeah. were, that was like, wasn't it that was his first season, wasn't
0: it? That might have been his first season in the Champions League, but I'm not sure, bro. I'm not sure. But anyway, you, if maybe, I don't know. But he, they, needs, they, he needs to be. I think it's his third season. Because the first season, I don't think they were in the Champions League. And then this, in the second season, he got into the Champions League um the first season that he was there. Um and then now this is I think he's his third. Really? Yeah, he's been there for a while now, bro. Wow.
1: So you yeah. so he's gonna get fired then?
0: Um, no, I don't think he's gonna get fired. I don't think he's gonna get fired.
1: Deliver the goods on the the Champions League. That's uh especially in Inter, because that's what they want, man. Yeah. They want the see A and they want to at least do something in the, in the, what do you call it, in the Champions League. Oh, it's, this, yeah. it's the second season. It's the second season? Because it started in 2019 and we're in 2020 right now. He started
0: in 2019? Mm
1: hmm. Okay.
0: Well, if it's the second season, then there you go. It's the second season. Yeah. I just feel like it's his third season. Oh, I think I know why. Because he brought in so many freaking players, man. Yeah. That, team, like yeah. that team is Conte's team. Mm-hmm. Anywho. But, okay, man. So, we just wrapped that thing up right there uh, for Inter. But um, apart from that, other games that kind of, like, stood out. Um, I didn't watch any other games in, that, in the Champions League. I kind of skimmed through a couple of games to see what's going on. I haven't even watched some of the highlights because I just – don't feel like watching the highlights. Yeah. But um, you know, Liverpool actually I watched Liverpool against Atalanta highlights. That one I did not. <laughs> I missed that.
1: I knew they were going to lose. I knew Liverpool was gonna lose this game.
0: It was weird. It was weird that they lost, but you know, I don't know what happened. I saw the highlights. Uh Atalanta, like, you know, for me, I, I think everybody keeps hyping up Atalanta. I think they're a good team, but I don't think that they're not good like yeah. i've seen them get picked apart As, as i've told you I've, I've i've this season i've actually spent time watching the italian league yeah. and napoli i remember the game against napoli napoli just tore them up a new one Victor semen yeah he was a handful they could not deal with the guy so um you know for them to just do this to liverpool and i think liverpool had most of their guys on there so um yeah they did yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting that they 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 took it they took a pump you know right in the rear you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh,
1: Gasparini, he, he set up really well against them too. He was just he did what he did against uh, who was it against PSG. Remember until the last until the last minute
0: uh, minute
1: yeah in the, in the quarterfinals yeah he did pretty much that against uh, Liverpool and yeah just hit them on the break and yeah they just crumbled
0: hmm weird um a lot of people were also saying um uh, uh yeah a lot of people were saying that the game was bad like liverpool were actually pretty bad in the first half and worse in the second half mm-hmm. uh, yeah anywho whatever it's what it is no like liverpool I, I still think will be fine uh it's just a blip and if it's not a blip then good for the premier league mm-hmm. all right <laughs> um Uh, moving on, moving, moving, moving on. The other thing that, um, wanted to, uh, you want want to talk about Jaden Sancho? No, I don't want to talk about Jaden Sancho. Look, this guy played against club Brug. Uh, I think he scored a free kick, and then Haaland did his business. He assisted
1: assisted Haaland's first goal.
0: Yeah, but it's Club Brug. If it was like some other good team, then maybe, like, maybe you should do that against Lazio. So I'm watching General Sancho this year to see what uh, he's doing. But against Club Brug, I'm not, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't really think it's a big deal. And none of us watched that game anyway. So nothing for us to cover there. The free kick,
1: though, the free kick was amazing, though.
0: I don't give a damn. Anybody can take a good-ass free kick. Come on, bro. You like? Come on, man. Any person can take a goddamn good-ass free kick. Come on. Come on. He scored one good free kick, and we're going to start talking about this dude like, you know, he's the 110 million pound player that they were trying to sell us. These motherfuckers were trying to sell us 110 million pounds, Sancho.
1: Like he scored so many free kicks,
0: though. I don't care, man. If he's going to be scoring that many free kicks... He maybe should score from open play more. You know what I mean. And if he's gonna be scoring that many free kicks, so why don't I
1: see enough of it? He does. Sancho has been played though. Sancho, he Sancho has been shitting the bed this season. He's been. It's, he's been injured, man.
0: No, it's the truth. I, I watch any of his games. I like yes, against Lazio, you're like, okay, this kid is good. But for 110 million pounds, if I'm Dortmund right now, I'm looking at Lucien Favre and I'm like, bro, you need to start making this guy play like a superstar, you know what I mean, every time. Whether he was injured or not, when he comes on that pitch, he needs to be playing because we need that 100. If we don't get that 110, we're going to look like bums now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Anyway, speaking of which, Lucian Favre, um, Gasparini reminds me of uh, Lucian Favre for some weird reason. I don't know why they look, it's, they just look look like they're the same kind of people to me. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna jump off and we're gonna jump over to the next piece, man. Weekend fixtures because that's the biggest thing, um, you know. We wanted to cover here, you know. what I'm saying so. Um The London weekend for Derby sure, the London Derby Yo finally <laughs> It's finally come Tottenham against Chelsea, man <laughs> Who do you got for this game, man? Is Chelsea going to lose
1: this game? No, Chelsea's Chelsea's either going to win or tie this game Where are we playing this game at? This game is going to be played in I believe Stamford Bridge Yep, it's Stamford Bridge Oh, shit i visiting you know, Mourinho wants that revenge from last year. <laughs> but now it's a different team. Mourinho has problems to worry about. And as well, Polisic might be back for this match. So
0: nah, Polisic is gonna sit on the bench, bro.
1: You'd be surprised. How many times how many times has Polisic been injured and come back right from injury and started the game? It's been like you eight, guys- four times now.
0: You guys have a well-oiled team. I think we've had this conversation before. Yes. But anyway, yes. you guys have have a well-oiled team.
1: But to really oil this team, you need the boy, the impact nah. player, to fucking oil himself in as well.
0: You do, uh, rule number one, let me let me give you one. Okay, I'm going to now put on my coaching hat because I've been putting on my fan hat talking a bunch of shit. I'm going to put on my coaching hat mm-hmm. as a coach. You do not want to mess with a well oiled team that is winning games. You don't want to make that mistake. This is like coaching 1v1. Mm-hmm. Any coach, any coach that makes that mistake of tampering with a winning team, a well oiled team, is asking for bad results or worse, asking for sacks. This is the reason why teams like United struggle because. They 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 don't have the they don't they, ha, they we we don't we don't find the well oiled um, uh, 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 machine mm-hmm. that other teams are able to find in a timely manner. Yeah, this is the problem that Ole has right now. Ole has so many midfielders; he doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah, he keeps changing, changing, changing. One 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 game we get like. Oh, we've won five nothing. Oh, the next game. Oh, uh, we're losing one nothing. We're losing three. Like you know. So, as a coach, you do not tamper with a well-oiled team. And to expect Pulisic, as you said, you know, Sancho was injured. So Sancho, when he comes into a game, you know, and I know, like I, I was talking all the smack about Sancho, but in reality, Sancho is still mint. But Sancho um, uh, uh, comes into a team. That is already functioning, and operating as a as a machine. Mm-hmm. He will not be up to speed on a machine. He's a little bit rusty. He needs to get up to speed. He needs to shake the rust. Pulisic has been away for how many weeks now? A couple. It weeks. would take him time. It would take him, to put him in a high pressure, cooker game against the Murillo team, yeah. where you need to be working on your when Lampard has probably worked on his schemes for the last three, four weeks now. Yeah, working on how he's going to strategize the play working on how he's going to yeah, view patterns to operate against different kind of teams, mm-hmm. you know? And now he gets the opportunity, his greatest moment against his tutor, he's not going to make a mistake and start like, okay, you know what? Timo, Kai, Tami, uh, Ziek, one of you guys has to sit for this dude, Pulisic, to play. He's not going to do that. I can guarantee that. In fact, if anything, he is going to play... With those guys who've been doing the business, and Pulisic is gonna be um, a subbing, and if anything, subbing. Yeah, you know, but I really doubt that you're gonna see him in the starting lineup.
1: Mm. I think I think he'll probably come on as a sub.
0: Yeah, he probably will.
1: Yeah,
0: but. I'm just- I'm just saying because Mourinho, man, Mourinho is ready for you guys, man.
1: who no, He's really, been I looking. Think, at... I think. I think the thing is Mourinho may be ready for us, but we are ready to expose Mourinho's defense.
0: In a way, uh, remember what we said last week, though. Yeah. We said what we said. Hoiberg and Sissoko are immense in covering that back line, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, but we'll expose them. We're gonna expose both sides of that. How are you guys gonna expose them then? We're gonna have. I'm pretty sure Kovacic is playing this game. So what's gonna happen is Kova is gonna be constantly going in and he's gonna be looking like a second striker. And while he's doing that, Mount's parading around, right? And then you got Ngolo Kante who's just sweeping and sweeping. And I'm pretty sure we're gonna spend majority of time in the Tottenham half.
0: So why would you why would you be having Kova as the um second striker isn't that usually mounts that is kind of
1: like the attacking mid no lately Kova is the one who's been doing it well yeah like okay. we play with a two eights remember we play with two eights i know i know but this is also when we play the four three three formation but i think i think based on the on um on how we play tottenham usually we're going to be playing them with a three four three i believe Mm-hmm. So that will that will take a little bit out of the mid, but that's how we've been beating Tottenham the past the past couple games, right? In the Prem. So we'll see. We'll see what Lampard decides to go with. I think he might also do a 4 2 3 1 just to kind of divert away from the 3 4 3. Because I think if he does the 3 4 3, he will probably be forced to bring in Marcus Alonso. Um but I guess Chihuahua can do that job too. But he just needs somebody who's precise. You know what I mean? Like, cause you you, you get one chance against against Tottenham. That's it, right? Cause they're gonna be lo- <laughs> They'll be parking that bus. Man. Yeah. They'll be parking yeah. that bus, man. They'll be parking that bus and and throwing away the key. So we need a tra- <laughs> we need a tractor to come and <laughs> to come and take it out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's, bizarre, it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited for it. Who's going to be playing striker? That's the thing. Now we have to figure it out. Because if uh, if Pulisic is back – actually, forget Pulisic, um He's probably thinking uh, all the way out and the other guy are getting old. So, I'm going to take Timo in that spot and just have him just run at them and just pull them out of position. Mm-hmm. But uh, if, you, if you use Tammy, Tammy can also – um um play the hold up play and do a certain things that Timo as well can do but as well th- things that Timo can do and then um but I kind of feel like Giroud is the one who's going to start this game because I was just
0: going to say I would play Giroud
1: yeah because the past two games that we played against Tottenham we used Giroud to win the game so I think I think that would be very much in Lampard's head, and as well, Giroud needs playtime. and what better time for him to come in than now, right? But if you're playing Giroud, Giroud and Pulisic have a nasty-ass partnership, so um, Lampard is probably also taking that into consideration. When Pulisic's coming back, he could also start him. It's a possibility. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying like it's going to happen I'm saying it's a a possibility Because Giroud Mm. and Pulisic Have such a good partnership They have over the past year Right? The combination of goals That they've created um, Could be something Also that plays into the mind of Lampard When he's picking his team But we just gotta wait till Sunday And we'll see what's up But uh, I think Giroud will probably end up starting this game For sure
0: yeah, I think Giroud's uh, start, and I think um, this game is tailor-made for him because he, Giroud, is not the blessed with pace. Yeah. He's not blessed with speed, but what he's blessed with, penalty box instincts, mm-hmm. you know, and this is, this is what you guys need when you have a team that moves the ball well around and, you know, one little touch, two little touches, crosses to the box, yeah. you know. Uh, going on the under, underlaps, cutting in, things like that. Yeah. Jerud is the perfect guy for that. And I think that um when you when you're playing against a deep uh spur side, um the key thing here is not conceding, because if you guys concede, good luck, mm-hmm. man. But when you're when you're when you are playing against a deep spurs side, um uh, you have to be looking at putting the balls into the box, you know, stretching them, driving them into their own, you know, playing their own game in a yeah. sense, but this time using the one key advantage that you have in Giroud. But I think the other other side of things, and this is something they mentioned, I'm going to mention over on the on the Tottenham side, on the Spurs mm-hmm. side, is your defense. Yeah. You know, honestly, your defense has been good, but it really – can you go back and say, we've been tested? Can you really feel that and say in the last four games we've been tested by quality opposition and if you can if you can say that then you're ready for this game but if you look back and you say oh we played against rents we play against Burnley yeah. we play against Sheffield you know if you're talking about those teams that you played against those are teams that you should be beating yeah. when you fast forward now and then you say do those teams have offensive firepower no. What does Tottenham have? They have two of the hottest athletes right now in the Premier yeah. League, in Harry Kane and Hyun ming Son. Yeah. You know, so you know, I'm telling you, man. Like we can talk about the offensive game, but let's not forget that even Mourinho this uh, uh, this season, I've seen something very different from that team this season. Mm-hmm. I have seen a team that is more willing to go on the offensive, yeah. more willing to take risks. More willing to control mm-hmm. the ball. He has technical players and physical players. This is like, these are the mold of Murillo. Yeah. Like when I when I, when he first joined Tottenham, I was like, ah, you know, Mourinho just joined Tottenham. And I waited. I was like, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. They have Son, they have Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. They have Lucas Moura. Lucas Moura, Mourinho wanted to sign when he was with Manchester United, yeah. but he chose not to come to Manchester United. Yeah. So they have Lucas Mura. Then he now added Bergwijn. Now he has Garrett Bale, yeah. right? He also has another shithead, Lamela, Eric Lamela. He has on his team, yeah, he has right? Hands, Celso. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he has he has the players that fit Mourinho's yeah. mold. If you want to look at a B Tech Chelsea, yeah. when Chelsea were like you know rocketing in the league, uh-huh. this is that is that team. This is the team. And when you look at them, they are built with power. In the midfield, power in the offense. The one key thing, though, is he doesn't have the center backs. That's the only big difference. Davidson Sanchez is not, you know, is a guy that you can get at. He's very athletic, Mm -hmm. but he makes some weird decisions sometimes and makes some weird mistakes, you know? That's the only thing Mourinho doesn't have. Apart from that, even his left backs are so good. His right backs are so good, you know? Um, They're not world beaters or anything, but they're – mourinho esque yeah. good they're the type of Mourinho players so you take all these players and you put in a Mourinho team you've got the perfect concoction to like do weird stuff to like teams that oh you want to attack us don't worry son now has extra space to run in behind and run at reese yeah. james oh you want to you want to keep doing what you're doing okay Chioma wants to go up well let him go up lucas Mura. One of the deadliest wingers in the Premier League right now. You know, I wouldn't say he's one. Of the, okay, he's not one of the deadliest, but he's okay. He can be. He can. He can screw you yeah, over, yeah. right? He's one of those players. He has space now in behind to run at your shaky center backs. So it's that's the thing. This is a textbook game suit for Mourinho. So it'll be interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, I think. I think it's a. It's definitely a good watch, and uh, we shall see what happens but up to Chelsea hopefully we get the job done
0: and um... well yeah i, I would lo- i i prefer i would love to see a game where chelsea win cuz then that would now throw the league in disarray again i just want to see the league consistently being in disarray yeah. um you know while united slowly builds his way and just you know keeps on the horizon watching everybody but anyway yeah. i'm going to jump over to united um southampton united honestly you think, man you think we are going to win like, Oh man, I love Ralph Hassan huttle Like I, on the on the chat, I am like, you know, going crazy for this yeah, guy. You know, anytime I watch, anytime I see him uh, 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 coaching, I always go on like uh, Google. I find a picture, and I'm like, that's my manager right there. You know, <laughs> I just I just love him. Reason why I love this guy, man, the way he coaches, the way he uh, 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 you can see like what he wants to do on yeah. the pitch. The last game against Wolves, I don't think it worked out the way he wanted it to work Mm -hmm. out. He had uh, only Oriol Romeo and um, James Warprouse. He only had those guys in the middle patrolling and doing all the dirty work. And I think that kind of hurt his team in a way.
1: They weren't able to go forward as much but they still created so many chances. They should Yeah, have yeah the they still they
0: still did. When I watched, there was a game that I remember watching with United. I think it was uh, Manchester against Manchester City. And this was when uh, Fletcher and uh, Anderson, both of them, only two of them in the midfield, yeah. bossing the midfield against City. We won that game 4-3. But when I watched Southampton play against Wolves, it gave me reminiscent vibes of that game where I'm like, this guy is only using two center mids to, like, boss the midfield. How is he doing this? How? So, um, it's – it's uh, that guy, I love him. He's a great coach. And after the 9-0 uh, against Leicester, I think people kind of, like, over blew everything. Oh, Southampton are going to get relegated. I'm like, you guys haven't seen Ralph Hasselhoff. Like, you guys haven't watched a, a good game of his team play. They they have the heart. They have the desire to press you high. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that they don't have is the quality. Yeah. They don't have the quality. That's the only difference is how to kill games. Danny is is Danny Inks or die. If they don't have Danny mm-hmm. Inks, they don't have anything up front. Yeah. So um, eventually he like th- that gave him an opportunity. That gave Rafa Sanoti an opportunity to reconnect with the fan base. He actually, I think he re- they refunded their tickets. So they did something for the fans. Yeah. Like, hey, very sorry. We shouldn't have taken that nine-nothing. That's embarrassing. Like we're in the Premier League. How's that happening? And ever since then, he like the team rallied behind the coach, rallied behind the team, and they fought hard. And now look at where they are. So, as a coach, I love him. I think if if that guy had the money that Ole gets, I think he would do a much more crazier job with United. In my opinion, and I know it sounds crazy, what
1: but I think he would. What do you think? What, I, if, I, what I, if what if he? What if when um when Ole and because you know it's coming Ole probably gonna get fired um but or step down when Ole leaves do you think do down. you think do you think Ralph Hassan Hutu is gonna be one of the 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 contenders to take that job?
0: First of all, Ole is not gonna step down. Ole is gonna. I think Ole is gonna get the sack at some point because all these guys don't think they think they can solve the problem from inside. Yeah. Um. I think Ralph Hustle Hotel should be given a shout. Mm-hmm. I really do think so. I think if you look at modern day management yeah. and the way teams are set up with the players, with the players we have right mm-hmm. now, Ralph will probably come in and say, "Okay, here's the kind of players that we need," um, and uh, you know, "Here's the style we need to complement these yeah. players." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sorry, here, sorry. Here's the players that we need to complement this style of play that I want to mm-hmm. play. So I think that. You know he will be a good replacement for Oli, yeah. but to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. I think right now Oli is obviously our manager, and I think um, you know he's uh, 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 he's the guy at the helm, and he knows he he knows what he's doing with the team. But I think with with Ralph's team, you will tell from the get go. This is United yeah. now. We're gonna press you high. We're gonna win the ball in your mm-hmm. half. We're gonna try to get a goal. Counter pressing, and we're going to score or do something with it. We're going to create chances, mm-hmm. right? And with the extra quality that I have, this is how I'm going to, you know, this is how I'm going to yeah. do it. I think, um, I think he, he I think you should be considered. But I have a feeling that United are so set right now on Mauricio Pochettino um, or worse, Max Allegri. They are so set on those on those coaches yeah, that they don't
1: Max want to. Um, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know why Max, but. No. Um
0: no no they they have mentioned Max because that's it, right? They do this thing. They always yeah. they start off with this random guy and then they jump off to the other guy, but that's how United operates. They, mm-hmm. it's a scatter pro of recruit of a recruitment policy. Mm-hmm. If you look, look at the last four years, right? David Moyes, right? Yeah, Luis Van Gaum, um Jose Murillo mm-hmm. or Jose Murillo and uh uh ole mm-hmm. tell me if you can see a consistent style of play from those four managers.
1: It's either defense attack, defense attack,
0: defense attack. There you go. <laughs> you don't you, you can't you can't tell tell me what their style is. There's none. Exactly. The only person that you can you could have seen his philosophy come into for fruition was Van Gaal. Van Gaal yeah. He possession style football, but it was boring as hell. Ooh. The other person that you can see his own football was um, Mourinho, mm-hmm. but it was boring mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah. Ole, on the other hand, what is his football philosophy? But on the same breath, is Ole um, a continuation of Murillo's philosophy? Mm-hmm. We don't know mm-hmm. because tomorrow he wants to play with the ball. Next tomorrow he doesn't want to play with the ball, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is Was Van Gaal uh, uh, a consistent um, follow through of um, uh, what they call it, uh, David Moyes' football philosophy? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. So, if you look at, if you look at, for example, Chelsea, um, what happened? Murillo was the main guy, right? Yeah. Mourinho fired. Conte comes in, but Murillo was defensive. Conte was, defensive. was was defensive. Yeah. He played five at the back, yeah. right? You know. Um, then after that, then you guys are like, okay, we're tired of kind of seeing this type of football. We want to kind of see
1: more progressive. Yeah. Huh? We want to go to attacking and then we hide. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. And then everything. And then who did you stick with after? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Who is playing attacking football? A continuation of where you want to go with your team. Exactly. Right? So you, all your recruitment, who have you guys been recruiting?
1: Attacking players.
0: Exactly. Who's United been recruiting? I don't know. Exactly. Mixed mash. Yeah we're recruiting defense, we're recruiting winger, we're recruiting midfield. Okay, then what kind of players are these? Okay, if you had told me we recruited all these players and all these players are the same style of play, okay, you're going to look at Juan bissaka right? Mm-hmm. Juan bissaka doesn't look like he knows how to play football, but he knows like he's a fantastic defender. That's what he is. But on the football, you're like, hmm, he looks suspect. Mm-hmm. Harry Maguire, you look at him, on the footballs, Harry Maguire does he make a big difference? I love Harry Maguire, by the way. I know people he gives people hate him a lot. I actually like him. I don't I don't hate him as as people do. He's my my team's captain, so I I like him. But anyway, you have Harry Maguire. You recruited Harry Maguire. What does he do? Is he a ball player, sir half? Is he uh, a bully? You know. Is he, he's a he is a bully <laughs> sometimes and he loves to mark his own players. Mm-hmm. But you know, what what is he? you, you cannot tell me what he is. Yeah. Okay, then you look at the midfield recruitment then. We recruited Danny James, right? Danny, he's a speed star, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know how to move with the ball. He doesn't have football intelligence. Okay, you talk about Danny. You go back and then you look at the uh, midfield. Bruno. Mm-hmm. Bruno, what is he a ball passing? He's a risk, high risk taker, but what is he? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You look at Donny van der You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... When you look at United's recruitment from manager to player, there is no consistency. Yeah. If United gets Mauricio Pochettino now, Mauricio Pochettino, this is and this is where the Ole inners come in, you know, where people come in and say, Ole needs to stay because it's not his fault. And I agree, it's not his fault. You know, it does not mean he should stay, but he it's not his fault. Yeah. Um Mauricio Pochettino comes in, he's gonna look at his team and say, everybody is like, huh? Eh? <laughs> you know? All over the place. I need to, like, cut, chop, and change, get some people out, bring people in who are going to fit my style and my philosophy. If Raphael Hutu comes in, what is his thing, right? Mm-hmm. He needs to chop and change. He needs to. So that is the problem with Manchester United right now. And I would love Ahutu H- to come into the club and do make wonders, but I think he's going to come into the club and he's just going to fail um, like other manager. I think what United need is a top, top, top class manager. I want YouTube, as I said, but I think YouTube would need like a director of football, somebody to help him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get the recruitment in order. Mm-hmm. If not, I think it will be chaos. But if not that, um you need a, like a top, top manager. A top, top manager. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but this game, I can't predict it, man. I don't know what's gonna be the score. Um, I want to sit here and tell you United are going to win two one, but I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I think, All right. Uh, I think Southampton will probably take it
0: three two. That's that's a very high scoring game. I'm telling you, Ole is going to probably park the bus. <laughs> he's going to play McTominay. He's going to play mctominy He's going to play Fred yeah. Bruno as kind of like the creator. Um, and then he's going to play probably, like, somebody like Danny James and Juan Mata just to, like, keep possession and not lose it. And if they lose it, it's going to be, like, in other areas, like sprinting to the, like, Violet. Like, he's going to just do something. He's going to do a system.
1: Huh? You guys always win against um, a Southampton 3-2, though. I, but I think this I we, it's time. to you. you no.
0: Know. No, it's either we tie two two or we win three or we win. But most of the time, it's either a tie. Lately, anyway, it's been a tie. Um, you know, so with this, I, I don't know. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't. I think is just going to park the bus and then maybe counterattack. One lucky goal, penalty, Bruno penalty, ninety ninth minute. You know, win the game one nothing and walk away. But I'm going to say two one United. I think that's. You know, it's a fair way. I don't want to be predicting United to be losing. I think
1: think this is the game Ole gets fired.
0: Really? Wow, that's a bold statement. Mm -hmm. That's a bold statement.
1: He's he's already secured Champions League. That's it. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't secured it?
0: No, he hasn't. He needs, We need another win or a tie. Mm-hmm. We need a minimum of a tie next to secure Champions uh, League next round. He hasn't done that. <laughs> oh, wow. So, okay, so he will get,
1: he will get yeah, fired this week then. After, yeah, he's after he secures Champions League.
0: I think Ole's job is safe all the way through to Christmas, man. I think it's Christmas that he may get, you know, found. Christmas, like,
1: Christmas where... is a week away. Um, in December in a week.
0: Nah, it's not a week away. It's in two weeks, three weeks. What are you talking about, bro?
1: Bro, it's it's November the sixth, the twenty seventh.
0: Uh, Christmas is like yeah, 25th, I know, bro. but like
1: you're entering into the Christmas period. This is like Christmas season. Nah, that's no, Christmas season. it's, Christmas it's not.
0: Hit. It's around like the twenty. Nah, it's around like the twentieth, bro. I don't know what the hell you are talking about. Twentieth is Christmas season for Premier League because that's when like three, four games yeah. in a row come up, um, and that's where managers really mm-hmm. like sweat, right? But anywho, um, anyway, I think that's mostly it, bro. I, I don't, you know, I don't think there is anything else for us yeah. to to cover here. Um...
1: No, no, no. I say yeah, because I don't think there is no other uh, mount watering games that are up here. I think
0: that's just about it. Ooh. Yeah. The only games that are going to be, you know, big um, that I'm going to be looking out for is Napoli-Roma um, coming up this weekend and AC milan Fiorentina. AC Milan without uh, Zlatan. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Um, and then in the Bundesliga, you need to do your job and watch your goddamn team. Oh, man. And, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah, yeah the, Dortmund the thing, is playing when
1: Dortmund's playing Chelsea's playing. I don't know why they did that this season like that. I know.
0: I know, but that's that's just the way it is. And, but a big game for my own team that's out there. <laughs> uh, a big game for our team out there is uh Stuttgart against yeah. uh Bayern. Um that that we're playing against um yeah, so that's the the other uh, group game, but apart from that, games look yeah, basic, basic game. It's just that Chelsea Spurs game Sunday, is the big Sunday, one. Man. Sunday, That's the big Sunday.
1: one. Yeah. I guess Dortmund's game yeah. is on Saturday, so I can watch that one. Um, and then yeah, uh, Chelsea's game is at nine thirty a.m. Yeah, yeah. All right.
0: All right, brother. Well, you know, that's it. That's the end of our mm-hmm. uh, show today. Um if uh, you guys like, you know, subscribe, share. Um, and uh, you know, if you don't like, please don't subscribe and don't share with anybody. Please don't don't, <laughs> don't make fun of us.
1: Maybe don't forget <laughs> to follow us at, on Twitter at podcastcbf. Um, we are we are working on the Instagram. The Instagram will be coming soon. Um Other than that, Godspeed, and enjoy the games that are coming up. Peace.